Hey, Christy. Hey, Edith. Uh, I, I have a joke. Okay. Okay, here we go. What do you get when you cross Attila the Hun with a vegan? <laughs> what? A rhubarbarian. <laughs> nice. Christy, I made it up. <gasps> I made up hey, that joke. that's good. <laughs> I Thank <love> you. It. <laughs> Hi, I'm Christy, a backyard gardener from Colorado. These days, gardening has gotten very popular, and my friends and I have noticed more and more people picking our brains for tips and troubleshooting about gardening. We're not experts. We just learned a lot about gardening from the mistakes we made along the way. So welcome to Upside Down Tulips, a fun podcast that celebrates gardening gone wrong. Upside Down Tulips. Hello, gardeners. Hello, wannabe gardeners. And everyone who loves Edith. And Christy. Oh, thanks, Edith. You silly thing. You think I was going to just let that go? Uh, we're glad you're back, Edith. Oh, I'm glad to be back in your beautiful little basement here. <laughs> I know. The studio. I meant studio. Yes, the fancy studio. The fancy, uh, in this fancy high-tech studio. Well, I've had so many people come up to me this week, Edith, and and we've had posts on Facebook and uh, asking how we have done with the hail. And so this week's episode, folks, is all going to be about hail recovery. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good, because uh, there's a lot There's a lot going on here in our little neighborhood. <laughs> um, but first, should we talk about like some just stuff in our garden? Like I have some stuff I'm doing this year that I've never done before. Oh, what? Okay, I made linden blossom tea. Oh, from linden trees. From linden trees. You know, I have those two linden trees right there. On the, they call it the hell strip, you yeah. know, between the sidewalk and the road. Uh-huh. Uh, and by the way, I've noticed linden trees everywhere now. They're up by the library. They're by the Walmart. They're beautiful, aren't oh, they? Oh, my gosh. And the smell is heaven. So all you do is you have like a four-day window to pick them when they blossom. Mm -hmm. you, you can use the blossom. You can use what's called the bract which is, it looks like a leaf, but that's where the stem comes out of and the flower is attached. And then the real leaf is around it. So I picked a whole bunch. I put it in a laundry basket, a wicker basket on a pillowcase, let it dry for a few days. And today's the first day I made it. I put it in iced tea. Oh, wow. It's good. What does you it taste like? Uh... Just nice, just a like nice, a herb herbally, nice herbally. You know how wonderful it smells. It yeah. kind of tastes the way it smells. Oh, that's cool. And it's anti-inflammatory, and it's also supposed to be a relaxant. Nice. So if you, you know, have... you do look especially relaxed today. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go home and have some more. That's oh, good. good. So that's one thing uh -huh. that I have never done before. Now, you know that I have experimented with different kinds of compost. You remember the horrible, hideous bucket? Ex oh. oh, the the, vo the Vokashi experiment? The Vokashi maggot Bo Bokashi, bucket? Right. I, I'm just going to call it the maggot bucket. Well, I'm never doing that again. However, today I made, I put coffee browns, ground, coffee grounds and tea bags in a bucket, poured water over it, and I'm going to, every day I'm going to add Every day I make iced tea, put tea bags. Every day I'm going to put coffee grounds. And it makes, in about a week, it makes a really nice 
acidic fertilizer good for tomatoes. Oh, that sounds perfect. Doesn't it? So I'm going to, I'm doing that. And, you know, I don't have a lawn, so I really miss out on the green stuff in my compost. So I ask my neighbor who does not use any chemicals, I ask her garden service when they come by to dump all of her grass in my waiting wheelbarrow. Then I let it sit in the wheelbarrow until it dried as dry as can be, because then I can use it for mulch. Great. Right? Because if you use it when it's wet, it can get matted and... And stinky. And stinky. Yeah. And and slugs can live in it. So anyway, that those are my three new things that I have been doing. Well, I have two things to share about my garden, Edith. And one is, is that I got my delivery from the... Uh, Department of Agriculture from the state of Colorado. I know what you got. I know what you're going to say. What am I going to say? Bindweed. I got my bindweed mites. Bindweed mites. And it arrived in a styrofoam container and it said, you know, if you open it up, use right away. And inside the styrofoam container was a paper sack. Yeah. And I didn't, it was so interesting because I really didn't understand what I was getting because, you know, the bindweed mites, which folks... Um, thrives and kills bindweed. So if you have bindweed, this is a an organic way uh-huh. of getting rid of bindweed. I opened up the bag. Yeah. And inside was bindweed. Really? Yeah. So the mites were on the bindweed. Apparently so. So there's this field on the western slope of the mountains in Colorado in Palisade where they make the fantastic peaches, that they have this whole field where they just grow bindweed and propagate the mite. Wow. So they get, I had several pieces, and what they said to do was to take the bind the, the bindweed that I got from in the bag and wrap it around existing bindweed and let it hang out there for about 10 days. So and you don't see what bury happens. it? No. Oh, my. Just wrap it around. Now, the only thing I'm not sure if it's going to take or not, as I said, you know, if it's going to be very stormy. Oh no! When did you do it? Was it before <laughs> all those? It was about a. It was about a week before the our big hailstorm, Edith. But there was still a storm within a couple of days, and so I don't know how it's gonna. But it, and it takes a while, folks. You have to be patient with it. But well, we'll see what happens. Good luck. I'm yeah. I'm really pulling for you getting rid of that bindweed because man. Well, if it works, you know what it means, Edith, no. is that when I have a lot of bindweed. And I see it wilting. I can give some to you. <gasps> because it's infected. Yes. It's like a vaccine. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm all down with that. Okay, good. And then I have to tell you, so I was um, planting some annuals in one of my pots out front. And I was planting a petunia amongst the pansies and some sweet potato vine. And guess what I saw? A frog. No. A princess. No. A kissing frog and princess. <laughs> You're so funny. <laughs> I saw two Japanese beetles getting down. No. Yes. Remember I saw one like a month ago? I haven't seen one since. That's a, These are the first ones I've seen all year, which I think is pretty late. It is late. I swear it's late. I wonder if they got drowned. I mean, we literally had... So much yeah, rain. I know. What did they say? We had more rain in that month than we had in other years. Yeah. And it's so great. So I'm not complaining. Like, I feel so bad for all the folks in Vermont right now. Oh, um, yeah. We yeah. needed the rain. Yeah, I'm not complaining about the rain, especially if they drowned. 
most of the Japanese beetles. Oh my gosh. Well, I think like here it is, it's middle of July and we have, I haven't seen any yet. And what, what time of the day did you see this? It was like maybe 10 o'clock in the morning. So they're out feeding, right? They feed in the morning and they feed in the... Yeah, well, they were doing it. Oh, well, you know, yeah. You know, (laughs) nothing like, you know, a little fun before breakfast, I guess. (laughs) In the full view of everybody. (laughs) Well, folks, if there are words or terms you don't understand, uh, we hope that you will check out the um, sometimes interesting, always funny... Upside Down Dictionary at our website at UpsideDownTulips.com, and there'll be a link um, in the show notes for you. Did you know that we had fun stuff on Facebook, Insta? People just call it Insta, you know. Yeah, I do. Insta and Pint. They just call it Pint, or they go Pinterest? You know, a Pint sounds fun. I like Pint. Okay. Facebook, Insta, and Pint. (laughs) We do. In fact, um, we've got some... Pictures of I have a picture of, of what my vegetable garden looked like after the hailstorm. You do, yeah, I do. Wow. Yeah, I gotta That's, look at that. If I I've been holding off on stuff like that because I have to just look out my back window and I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and hey, let's give a big shout out to the garden the garden party. We want to thank everybody who's a member. These are folks that just throw us a couple bucks a month to help us support the podcast. No, no, they're not folks. They're saints. They're like yeah, saintly they people. They are. They're so nice. They're, they're you so know, nice. Gardeners are just the nicest people. I have always thought that. Seriously, mm-hmm. I have. And in exchange for becoming a member of the garden party, um, we'll, we can give you some fun rewards like seeds from our gardens or some fun merch or things like that. And, and our gratitude. We're yeah. very appreciative. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, and Edith. What? I think we should have a pot play, don't you think? Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. This is a fun handcrafted pot play written by the uh, beautiful and talented Edith Weiss. I hope you guys remember the Ask Agnes series. Here she comes. Yay! listening to Ask Agnes. I'm Agnes, and I'm here to take the agony out of gardening. Except today, we mix it up. I'm asking listeners to tell Agnes. Tell Agnes how gardening has enriched your life. And we have a caller. Ella Tella? What a beautiful and unusual name. It rhymes. Hello, Ella Tella. Caller? Caller? Are you there? Hello? I'm here, Agnes. Sorry, I pushed the wrong button on my phone, but I can hear you now. So you're going to tell us how gardening has enriched your life. Yes. (sighs) One day, while in the car, I heard this song on the radio. All we are saying is give peas a chance. And I thought to myself, why have I never given peas a chance? All I ever grow are flowers and tomatoes. So I started planting peas. What a beautiful vine. What lovely white blossoms. And so delicious. I'm not sure that's what that song is. And then my sweet niece was having her sixth birthday party, and she said she wished for only one thing, world peas. So I thought, why just wish? Why not do? So I went home, picked some peas, and put them in the blender. Voila! World peas. I put them in a jar, put a ribbon on it, and brought them to the party. The look on her face was so precious, almost like she couldn't believe what she was seeing. Then I started reciting the nursery rhyme verse, P 
peas porridge hot, peas porridge cold, peas porridge in the pot nine days old. <laughs> Did you know that was from the 1700s? No wonder they called it the Enlightenment. I feel as a community college instructor that I have to correct you, dear Elatella. I'm going to have to correct you first. Excuse me. My name isn't Elatella. It's Louise Latella. Oh, the Ella my call sheet stands for Louise. Louise Latella. Wait a minute. Are you by chance any relation to Emily Latella made famous by the wonderful Gilda Radner of Saturday Night Live? Yes, I am. Emily Latella was my auntie. Well, that explains it. Explains what? The fact that... Nothing. Never mind. Thank you so much for calling. I think you're right. We should all give peas a chance. Till next time, goodbye, everyone. So, friends, two weeks ago, we got hit with a big hailstorm. Hail, and- yes, we did. <laughs> nice. That's good. <laughs> and what sucked about it was that, you know, we get hail in early spring and you kind of bounce yeah. back. But because it was, you know, it was end of June. And- oh, Things it was June thirtieth, I think. Yeah, it was. It's it's burned into my brain because already because of all the rain and coolness mm-hmm. in June, I already was almost almost a month later than I usually planned. Mm. So now here we go. Continue, please. Yeah. So we're gonna have to pray for a, a very late frost. Um, were you? I was not home when it happened. I wasn't either. Oh, you weren't either. So no. you just came home to all the devastation. Well, I, it was in where I was. I was at the gym next to a huge picture window. So I sat there and watched it. I honestly, it wasn't the biggest hail I've ever seen, but it was as if there were no spaces between the hail. You know mm. what I mean? It wasn't a like ping, 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 ping. It was like oh, a hail whiteout. Yep, it was a hail whiteout. Did you know that we actually live in what's called Hail Alley? No, that where Colorado, um, Nebraska, and Wyoming meet is called Hail Alley because these three states average seven to nine hail days per year. Well, the, the, the this was so bad. I mean, it it went through my little garage. Um, what is that kind of a roof that's wavy and white? Polypropylene. I don't know what it is. Yeah, uh huh. Little carport. You have a little carport, right? Yeah, yeah. It broke it. <gasps> it, it. It broke it. Oh. That's how bad it was. So so you can imagine, folks, you can imagine what it did to the garden. Uh, yeah, because it was only like, it was sort of like marble size, uh-huh. right? Yeah. It wasn't. Yeah. Um, you know, the largest hailstone ever recorded, Edith? No. Um, was in 2010 in South Dakota, June 23rd, eight inches Wow. Um, A diameter of eight inches, a circumference of 18 inches, and it weighed almost two pounds. Wow. It's like throwing a frozen boob at you. (laughs) (laughs) And that, um, uh, and people all over the United States get hail and Canada. Mm -hmm. um, And central Oklahoma has reported the most one inch plus hail events. Um, They get... 2,200 hail since since 2015. Oh, my gosh. Of hail an inch or larger. 2,200, 2,200? Yeah. Hailstorms? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. South Dakota is second. 
and Northern Texas was third. Wow. So, and then, you know, not just the United States, it gets hail. Also China, Russia, India, Northern Italy. Hmm. Wow. So, can cause a billion dollars worth of damage. Well, sure. I, you know, I mean, I can get another roof, carport roof, but I really, there are some things now I cannot replace. It's too late to replace them. Yeah. The timing was so bad. It was bad. And it was interesting too, because it seemed to me that the healthier and bigger the plant, the more it got damaged because mm. it had more surface space to Good destroy. Point. Yes. So I had these little tiny weakling seedlings. A couple of them actually, like you could, they were playing, playing in dodgeball or something. Yeah. They were kind of okay. But everything that had looked big and healthy was gone. Well, let's talk about some of the things that happen in, in, in our gardens. And I think the thing mm -hmm. we're most upset about are the tomatoes, right? That was my number one. Well, yeah, that is my number one upsetness. Yeah. I had green tomatoes that got <sighs> hit by hail. And done? They're <laughs> yeah. done, right? You know, I have to say I'm surprised. Um, I had five tomato plants. One was a little iffy. I had a roma plant that I wasn't, I thought if this roma plant doesn't perk, you know, if it doesn't look better in a couple of days, I was just going to pull it. Uh -huh. um, so that one was gone. But can I tell you, Edith, my five tomato plants are still alive. Good. Okay, They're tiny, good. but they have new sprouts on them. So they're tiny. Did, did I read someplace where if the central stalk is, is knocked off, that's really bad. Did you happen to notice that? I did not. I, you know what? Leaves got stripped, but the center stalk is still there okay, and new good. growth happened. Good, good, good. So I might not get a tomato till Labor Day. You will see. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Exactly. So for me, the peas were literally destroyed. Uh, get this, get this. They actually, that hail actually knocked the peas out of the pods the pod was still hanging. Oh, the peas were in the dirt. That's like something getting their shoes knocked off. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> Never seen anything like it. One of the saddest things is I'm not going to have any grapes this year. Oh. The grapes are decimated. They're decimated. What about my, when you make me grape juice? Eat See, it? there's not going to be any grape oh, juice this I don't year. I not get any grape juice. I had one apple on my new apple tree. That's gone. Oh. My peaches are gone. I'm just hoping, I haven't asked my neighbor Shirley yet how her uh, plums are, but I have a bad feeling. Oh. Why? I mean, they, they would have been like the size, a little bigger than a mm -hmm. marble, right? And Yeah, yeah. They probably were decimated uh, as well. The things that got totally, that my sunflowers are totally gone too. Like I didn't even know what happened to them. I can't see. I, I mean, saw the that. Whole, There's no sign of them. There's no sign no of sign. the sunflower. I don't, they don't even, it's weird. It's like they're vaporized. Yeah. Cucumbers also took a big hit. Yeah, they did. Cucumbers were bad. Um, but so what I did was I um, I bought some cucumber plants. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and then I replanted, thank you, by the way, for the seeds, those cucumber seeds. The lemon cucumber? Yeah, oh. and you gave me another kind, like a straight kind. I didn't use them all. Yeah, straight and, eight. And, they all yeah. came, and, they, and that, was, that was, what, 10 days ago, and they all yeah. came up. Well, that's the good thing about that kind of thing. They do come up very quickly. I have to tell you, my rhubarb with the gigantic leaves, <laughs> yes. absolutely destroyed. Because the leaves are so big. They were shredded. Well, I see. I was lucky in some way because I had just done a harvest of my rhubarb like four days before. Lucky. So I had harvested a third of the plant. Lucky, but, lucky. But I will tell you this, and I'll put this on Facebook, friends. That plant was shredded. Yep, it is but shredded. But the nice thing about it was I able to, as I was pulled all the 
the stalks and the leaves out. I was able to actually salvage some actually decent rhubarb and froze it. So but did my, you take everything off? Because I left it on because they say don't don't take everything off. We have to come see it. My my plant has come back. It has come back. Yes. And you took everything so. off? I didn't take took, everything off. It just not everything. That, but the, if, the, if it was damaged somehow. Okay. And, um, and so mine, I mean, it was like, it probably was like a five foot in circumference plant. Yeah. And maybe now it's like two and a half. It's about half a size, but it looks halfway decent. Well, I was surprised. You know, I hope on the upside, I, I think that we may have a bumper crop of things next year, like of all the perennial stuff and the trees. Yeah, that's a good point. They're going to save up their energy. I should have so many grapes next year, you know, that I, I can throw them at cars or <laughs> whatever you do with extra how grapes. Did, how did your peppers do? Oh, bad. Very bad. <gasps> really? Yeah. See, I replanted like all my peppers. I, I thought, you know, because I went... Friends, I went to the next day. I went to the nursery, and I just kind of went crazy. I um, and so I bought a bunch of peppers, but all my all my peppers made it, even though some of them got stripped. Um, there's wow. still leaves that came back. So I'm, well, you know, it'll be interesting to see if they actually come back and have the time to produce fruit. That's right. That's yeah. the thing. That's the that's that's such a that's really the good thing point. so for insurance it's it's insurance that's for what I insurance did, yeah. really good that we went out and we bought stuff my neighbor gave me she had an extra zucchini seedling <laughs> yeah Thank goodness i had well, an extra spaghetti squash seedling oh that's good yeah i just happened to have an extra well, one and here's I the thing with in. zucchinis i thought my zucchini was done and i had planted you know uh three little seeds in a hill uh -huh. and they all came up and i was trying to decide which one was going to be which one i was going to keep uh-huh and then the hailstorm happened. I thought, well, th I'm not going to have this be the third year I can't grow zucchini. I so, know. I thought that same thing. So I went out and bought zucchini plants. So there's two zucchini plants, right? But those three zucchini plants, they came back. And they're still growing. Do you have five zucchini plants I now? have five zucchini plants. You're not, are you going to keep them all? <laughs> Do you want one? You, no. Yours is okay. I, honestly, I have three or four. You know I, I want, I'm going to keep them all because, gosh darn it, I'm going to have, have zucchini okay. this year. Okay. It's just, I can't. Okay. It's shocking to we'll me. We'll see if you ever yeah. regret your decision to have yeah. five zucchini plants. <laughs> um, And I had my, did you have, how'd your beans do? My beans did okay because I had them. I had them crawling up a ladder. Oh. For some reason, that kind of protected them. Oh, good. And I had a cucumber crawling up the ladder. Also, actually, the peas sacrificed their lives oh. to protect oh. the cucumber. That's yes. what happened. That's, yeah. the, that's the beauty of peas. Oh, it is the beauty of peas, isn't mm -hmm. it? Um, well, my beans went splat, so I bought some beans. I it, This is amazing, because then I went to the nursery... They had they had beans that had sprouted, so I bought some beans. Well, some I just beans. planted some more seeds for I did beans because they too. come up so fast. I did that too, and so I'm going to have lots of beans. But I didn't – I'm talking bush beans. I did not have bush beans. I had the crawling, oh, blue okay. lake crawling uh -huh, uh -huh. type, well, and I, I think that saved them. I did bush beans, and so um, – one thing I thought was kind of fun, though, when I went in the panic mode to the nursery was that – there were a couple other people there at nine in the morning the next day, and we we're like, hail, yep, hail. We were sharing pictures of our gardens. That I did get a couple things 
just because I thought I was going to have nothing in the garden that would yeah. be different. And what I'm kind of excited about is that burgundy broccoli. You gave me some of that burgundy broccoli. It's doing really well. Oh, good. I have three plants of burgundy broccolis. Nice. Mine got a little fried in the sun, so I put my lawn chair over it mm. to give it some shade. Mm-hmm. But then my other broccoli, Edith, is not too shabby. Good. I'm worried it's going to bolt before it does anything. Oh, I know mine too. That often happens to me. I'm hoping my cabbage makes it through. I think my cabbage is going to make it. I mean, the center seems yeah, to be too. growing, although the ta- outside is tattered. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, the same, same with my, as long as we're on the, the Brassius family, you know, the Cruciferous family, right? Yes, the Cruciferous. Uh, I egg- think they're both, aren't they? Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. My eggplant is okay. Oh, that's surprising. I have Japanese wow. and then the regular globe. And I think, wow. I, you know, I don't know if, when I'm going to get anything, but there, it's green and it looks pretty. Well, um, I also bought Edith for the first time. I bought cantaloupe. Good luck with that, because you didn't do it this year, right? I got it. Got smashed. Oh, it got smashed. Oh, 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 oh. I did do. I always do cantaloupe, but I guess I figured that it was a little too late. But we'll see if yours works. They yeah. need a long season. Oh, do they? Yeah. Well, my pumpkin, my pumpkin binds. Done. Mm-mm. Done, 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 done. I left them in there. Like, I cut them back just to see if anything would come out of them. And then today I looked at them and I just, they're just shriveled and brown. Aww. But, so I, re- I know it's probably stupid, but I did replant pumpkin and I have seeds up. Well, the thing is, even, you know what, even if you get a small pumpkin, yeah, it's it's a ripe pumpkin, right? I mean, it's not like they're bitter yeah, until they're true. big. Is that that's right? True. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, fair point. And like, so I replanted a lot of stuff and I guess we'll just, we'll, We'll, we'll kind of see, um, I replanted all my sunflowers and those came up. Good. So I, um, and my flowers, it kind of depended upon where they were. But what I thought was interesting, especially from our episode from two weeks ago about native plants, that we learned that native plants will have a tendency to survive your, the climate of your community more like plants on the East Coast. In the southeast, that will have a lot of hurricanes. Mm-hmm. If you plant native plants that are used to salt spray or getting a lot of water on it, they'll survive more than other plants. And so my native flowers did okay. Good. Well, my my um, marigolds were kind of shredded, but the cosmos, because they're so thin, some of them made it. Yeah, my cosmos also made mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isn't that so? It's kind of interesting what happened, what made it, what didn't make it. Um, I think ultimately, I think um, if we have a late frost, we'll have something. We will. And we have to stop talking now. I think it's time for a pod play. Yay. When we Yay. come back, we'll talk about how to what to do to your garden if you get a hailstorm and how to protect yourself from hail. Mm-hmm. And folks, Chrissy wrote a multinational, very cosmopolitan <laughs> pod play. Here it is. Upside Down Tulips is brought to you by Germain Futisma. Are you tired of spending hours in the garden trying to make everything perfect? Ugh, these pesky weeds. No matter how hard I work, they always come back. <laughs> well, hey, neighbor, why so upset? It's these weeds. I've tried everything, pulling, spraying, and even talking to them. Nothing seems to work. 
Why don't you try Jemon Fortisma? Jemon quoi? Jemon Fortisma. It's the French way of saying, I don't care. Embrace the carefree attitude and your garden will thank you. Hmm. Maybe I've been taking this gardening thing too seriously. Jemon Fortisma, baby. Woohoo! <gasps> Whoa! This actually works! What do you say we go enjoy a glass of iced tea in your garden? Cheers to Jamal Futisma! Introducing Jamal Futisma Gardening Method, the stress-free way to a gorgeous garden. So, say goodbye to the gardening stress and embrace the joy of Jamal Futisma. Disclaimer, results may vary. Jamal Futisma Gardening Method does not guarantee a weed-free garden, but promises a more relaxing gardening experience. Jamon Futisme. Jamon. Jamon Futisme. Yes, right. <laughs> I thought of that pod play because um, tomorrow, Edith, I'm part of the Wheat Ridge Garden Tour and I have 100 people coming to my garden. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and I tried to get out of it because of the hailstorm, but I was not successful. And so I was like a um, fiend getting everything ready oh after gosh. the hailstorm. And buying every annual I could find in sight. And, and then, it's been in the 90s, so it must yeah. not have been pleasant every single yeah. second. So I do love Jamon Foodisme. Like, you don't have to have everything be perfect. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was telling myself. It looks really pretty out there, Christy. You Aww. are not to worry. It looks Aww, really, really nice. Thank you so much. Well, let's talk about what are some of the things that Edith and I did after we saw the chopped salad in our gardens. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you, you mean like cutting things off and yeah, letting them come back? Yeah. yeah cutting like, off the damage? Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Like, um, you know, the, I think the first thing is just to kind of remove the debris that you see on your vegetable garden, your flowers, your trees. If there's any broken stems or leaves, get rid of the shredded stuff and the broken stuff because that can cause disease mm -hmm. in your yeah. plants. It, it, it will allow disease to come in, like through a wound, like mm -hmm. a human being. Mm. Yeah. Um, you know what I did, Edith, though, and this is, I also attribute to my handsome and handy husband because there were so many leaves in my yard because I had these huge lanthus trees and maple trees and the, it just felt like that hailstorm just shredded my trees. Mm -hmm. That, But I we took all that debris and we put in the compost pile. I think that's a good idea. So You know what I did with all my peach leaves? Mm. Fell off. I left them on the ground and used them for mulch. Oh yes, so it's nice that you can it's still part of your mm -hmm. a part of your garden, and you should keep an eye out for insects because they can tend to prey on weekend plants. Did you notice yeah. a lot of flies in your yard? Yeah, I did. I did too. Yeah. Um, I made a spray out of Castile soap and neem oil. Oh, nice! And I sprayed everything with that. And I wanted to show you this, Edith, because. I've been buying like the spray. I've just been buying sprays that say it has neem oil. But I just went ahead and I just bought neem oil. Yeah. Because it's a lot cheaper. And I used one ounce of it and, um, you know, some squirts of Castile soap. So and were they equal or no, just some squirts of the soap? Squirts of the More, soap. Mm -hmm. And then to a gallon of water. Oh, wow. So this is how far this is going to, this jar, this jar I just got is 12 fluid ounces. So I can get 12 gallons of this stuff. That's to spray fantastic. on everything. That's good. Um, some people also believe in a copper uh, fungicide spray. Have you ever done that at all? 
I think I did that on trying to save my plum tree, if I oh, recall. And that didn't work. No, that didn't work. Mm, yeah. Oh. Um, but that's kind of a good thing to kind of apply within a couple of days of all that damage. Yeah. Um, and then people also say apply a very gentle fertilizer. Yes, to help the to help them get strong again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did that. Um, that's something low nitrogen, and I did that too. I just I and you know, folks, you don't have to have a chemical fertilizer. Edith and I like to do things as organic as much as possible. You can, but you can get an organic fertilizer. I did yeah. that. And it and it, it may be a little bit more expensive, but it also lasts longer too. And it doesn't it destroy farther. your soil. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and then I guess the thing after after you do that is you have to wait a little bit, don't you, Edith? Yeah, you have to be patient. As though we're not patient enough, we wait the whole entire winter. <laughs> I know. Then we wait a month to plant because of the rain. Mm-hmm. Finally, everything is happening, and boom! Now we have to wait and see what will again. come back. What I have was surprised what came back. It's tiny though. Yeah. Well, my for, for example, on my uh, grapevine, it's mm-hmm. getting leaves like crazy. But will it fruit? But but it won't fruit. Mm. I, don't, I think it only sets fruit once. Mm. I don't see any little. T- mm-hmm. It sets fruits kind of early. Uh, mm-hmm. Grapes do. Mm. Yeah. Oh man, so yes. disappointing. Well, you just kind of see what does what does water, sunlight, and a little fertilizer do, mm-hmm. and just and just kind of see. As long as the stems aren't totally broken, right? Yeah, I think so. You might be. Okay. I think so. We'll see. Yeah, um, and you know. I hate to say this, Edith, but... Then don't say it, Christy. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we could... I mean, people are still getting... Hail season isn't over either. Oh, my gosh. I wish you hadn't even said it. It's not, yeah, it's not, is it? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I, I we just have to keep our fingers crossed. Um, but we do have to kind of think about, like, how to protect if it happens in the future. I think the thing that was hard for us is that we weren't home. Yeah. Well, you know what? I became very nonchalant. They, I always watch the weather in the morning. Mm-hmm. They said possible hail, hard uh-huh. damaging hail possible. And I thought, oh no, that's not going to happen in little old Wheat Ridge. And of course it did. Whereas 10 blocks away, they got nothing. And we just got, wow. we got pounded. So had I listened to and, mm-hmm. and, and taking the chance, there are things I could have done and saved almost my entire garden. Well, to your point, though, a week before that hail happened, um, I was downtown in my office. My husband also works downtown, and we got that national warning service. Everybody in our office got on the phone saying, baseball size hail predicted, stay away from windows and seek shelter immediately, and nothing. See, that'll do it. Yeah, then so we become we, blasé. Yeah, we became yeah. blasé. Yeah. But if you were home, what would you have done? Well, there wasn't really time, as you recall. Mm-hmm. It yeah. went from rain, hard, hard, hard rain, to hail in an instant. Mm. There was really no time. Had I listened to what mm-hmm. they said, mm-hmm. here's what I would have done and what I what I did the next time they called for hail. Um, I put next to every little plant, I put either a pot or a bucket, or something like that. On all of my cages, tomato cages, mm. I put clothespins so that I can really fast cover it with a sheet, a piece of cardboard. I can clip it right on there because mm-hmm. speed is really of the essence. Because you don't want to get hit with hail. You don't want to get hit with hail. <laughs> no. Be dangerous. And even, don't, 
even I wasn't going to wait till it hailed. I literally covered my entire garden and then it didn't hail. (laughs) But better that it didn't hail. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And there's all sorts of little, like if you have buckets, if you have, um, yeah, pots, Mm -hmm. a five gallon bucket is great. A five gallon bucket and little plants. I mean, I save um, the, the quart plastic things mm. from, you know, mm-hmm. food and stuff. So I put, I have that out there. You have there. that on your garden all the time. I now. have, I, I um, will put that out in the garden when I hear that it's hail. What mm. I do have out there all the time, I have a little stone next to every single plant. So if I do have to put a something that doesn't weigh a lot, I can put a stone on top of it. That's clever. To weigh it down. So clothespins and stones. I've done that before too with like, I have like frost cloth and once, like in tomato town, once I get my tomato cages up, but my tomato cages weren't even up yet, Edith. Wow. Because my plants were still so tiny. Wow. Um, But you can make a good fort. Yeah. That can protect. Yeah. If you have cages and things like that. Um, And have them handy, but I would have them all like right inside my garage, all kind of stacked together, ready to just like do a sweep and get everything Really fast, really fast sweep. Now I have some friends, my friend Holly in Colorado Springs, she has hail cloth. She got so frustrated with having her garden wiped out every wow. year that she put up hail cloth. Is it a permanent thing you leave up all the time? She leaves it up all the time. And rain goes through, sun goes through, but it will catch the hail. But it has to be really like a tiny mesh, kind of yeah, a small kind of mesh, is. right? Yeah, yeah, kind of And is. then does she use wire? Like She has these posts. Posts. Yes, and so she has it up all the time. And I think, you know, they all, it's also called... Um, orchard cloth, which I'm guessing folks use it. Okay. Who are, you know, f- fruit growing places. Yeah, and yeah. Things like that. Mm. You know, I mean, I wonder if they use it in Palisade where they make peaches, you know, if they don't want their whole crop wrecked by I think they a use it. I think they use it um, for, in Florida, to protect their oranges when mm. when the rare frost comes. I think stuff like that. Oh, have that. frost cloths, right. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Um, uh and it doesn't look like it's that exp- it's that expensive yeah. hail cloth. It looks like yeah. you can actually just get it at you know at a big box store. I guess it kind of depends on how big your garden is. Yeah, and yeah. exact and what you're growing. But you would need to decide: is this a permanent fixture or one you can quickly unfold as needed? Right. If a storm comes up, because it, yeah, yeah. Some people also have great success with row covers. Row covers, yeah. Which is those ho- you know get those hoops, hoops, and then cover. Yes. Yeah. So, um, uh, I'm going to risk it. I'm just going to have my buckets out there. Yeah. Yeah, me too. And just buckets and pots. Sometimes you got to gamble a little bit as a gardener, don't you? Yeah. Well, you know, you don't want to end up paying $25 for a tomato. You know, if you go for all the expenses. (laughs) I know. Like, oh my gosh. Edith, I went nuts. These past two weeks in the nursery, I was just so afraid. I was just buying things. You like, kept buying things. I just kept buying things. Right. You know how many tomatoes I have? Because no. Because now I have those five. I have, I have five. I have four that lived. And then I bought I bought us both an, or another early girl. Mm-hmm. And then I bought um, that determinate one that was called. Um, oh, wait. I have it right here. While you're looking for oh. that, may I say thank you for the early girl you got me. It has two little tomatoes oh, on good. it. Oh, good. Um, it called Pearson. That's a determinate tomato. I mm-hmm. got us, uh-huh. I and then you. I got us. I got us something else that was like a mount, a mountain something that we had never even heard never of. Never even heard of it. So at maybe all. we'll be exposed to new varieties because it was just what was left. Yeah, yeah. At the nursery, and so yeah, I went. I It'll went be nuts. very interesting indeed. Yeah. 
Well, so why are we getting all this hail, Edith? Well, climate change is would be why. And, you know, as, as small-time little gardeners, um, there is actually stuff that we can do. And I always think it, it's like not it's like not wanting to be perfect. You don't have to think, well, my little thing isn't going to help, and you don't even have to expect everybody to do it because they're not gonna. But still, you have to do your little tiny part. Plus, you can. I I do believe that if you, for example, planting trees, mm-hmm. you really do help the air around. You shade, and you they fix carbon in the ground, which is really important. Fix it in the ground. Don't let it come up, which is another thing. Don't no-till gardening is another thing that will leave the carbon in the ground. You know, they're so afraid. In Russia, uh, what is that called? That land that's all frozen all the time that's now the, the tundra, the frozen tundra. Something and the like peat, that. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. It it it's melting. And in, in Canada too. And releasing. Yeah. Avoid using peat. Because mm-hmm. the the bogs, did you know this? Peat bogs, they hold more carbon than anything else on earth, a peat bog. Mm. So we want to leave the peat bog. We mm-hmm. don't want to decimate them. Also, we can reduce the use of petrol. Petrol, this was in English, of gas-powered <laughs> nice. tools. You're fancy too, Edith. <laughs> well, you know, when you're going to go all French on me. But I mean, using um, the lawnmower with, with the the double, you know, that, or using the the, the hose blower. What is it? The air blower for the leaf, yes, the leaf uh-huh. blower. Not good. Don't use gas ones. Don't use gas ones, folks. Get an electric Try not lawnmower. To. We just got an electric one. Did you? Yeah. It's wow. you know what? What's nice about it is that you can mow your lawn earlier on the weekend because you won't be waking up your neighbors. Oh, that is so much better. It's not loud, huh? But it's cool. Did you know this that in in 2024, the country of England has, is going to enforce a complete ban on amateur gardeners buying peat. Yeah, it's controversial in Ireland. Is it? Yes. Oh, they got the bogs, don't they? They do, and they and and culturally, people would use peat for heat. That's right, they would. Yeah. And burying people down there all those years. Oh, bog bodies? Bog bodies. Oh, my God. I'm so interested in bog bodies. <laughs> oh, I read the best article with pictures. They're preserved. Yeah. Oh, really interesting. Okay, back to this. Um, you you have perennials and you have native plants, and these are really good things to grow. Um, one, they're, they're more resilient. They will bring more um, pollinators. And you can... If you have, for example, if you have like uh, a rhubarb mm-hmm. or um, asparagus, which are perennials, or horseradish, you don't have to dig them up. They they use less maintenance. Ah. Again, keeping it, the soil doesn't release as carbon dioxide. It stays in the soil. Thank you, Edith. That's so nice, too, because you don't have to think about it. You have to solve the whole problems of the world, but you can yeah. solve what's in your own backyard. Somebody has to. Right. The government's not doing anything. So us little gardeners got to do something. It's like that Margaret Mead quote, which is that, uh, um, uh, you know, it's small groups of people have solved the problems of the world. Yeah. I'm paraphrasing it, Cheryl. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, Didn't Anne Frank say something about one person? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So be that one person, be folks. Be that one we're person. Try- we're trying to be that one in two persons here in Colorado. Edith. Christy. Edith. Time is it? 
wait a minute, wait a minute. I think, could it be? Oh, yes, I think it's mailbag time. Ring, ring. <laughs> it's gotten very musical. <laughs> well, Edith, a couple episodes ago, episode 110, we did a whole episode on basil. Because basil is wonderful. How's your basil doing? Not good. Oh, okay. <laughs> Got a little pounded by the hail. Uh, Lori from Joliet, who also, full disclosure, is my sister, uh, gave us an update on her basil. Okay. Would you be so kind, Edith, as yes. to read this letter? Yes, I will be that kind. Uh, it's long, friends, and so... Uh, take a big drink big of water. Breath, big drink of water. Yeah. <gasps> You're upside down tulips. I pruned my basil leaves and have them sitting in shallow water until I can do something with them. Lori from Joliet, Illinois. Thanks, <laughs> Lori. <laughs> but what's so cool about that is this is a great reminder to folks that um, if you grow basil or if you get basil from the grocery store, do not put it in the refrigerator. No. Wait a minute, she just put the leaves in shallow water? I'm assuming it's just sort of like... That looks like... This is she a sent picture. us a picture. She sent us a picture. Oh, she it looks like she has an air fryer. No, I think that's her coffee maker. Oh, really? <laughs> I thought that that's was... interesting. Is Where's a, the pot? Oh, maybe that is an air fryer. For heaven's <laughs> sakes. <laughs> Why would you put your basil in front of a coffee pot? <laughs> Why would you put it in front of an air fryer? Well, I don't know, but it's more logical. <laughs> and that I don't know what, what but is, it's like what is, you know so what she did was she pinched them right so we talked about the importance of pinching your basil sure, sure to, to get prune. but have them be shrubbery and then she she took the little pinches and she put them in water okay because um if you you should treat basil like a flower yes and don't put it in the refrigerator but no. give it some treat it like a flower put it like and so she put in some shallow water and there it is so when she's cooking she can just go ahead and grab some or it might even take root. Yes, if there's enough to it, it'll take root. I have some basil on my counter and a little cup of water yeah. by the sink. Yeah. And it has taken root. I noticed that the other day. Okay. Is it front of in front of your curry? <laughs> it's in front of it's in front of my insta pot. Oh, the insta. My in, pot. It's in front of my insta. The pot. insta. Yeah. <laughs> Call back. Okay. Well, friends, if you want to sh give us pictures of your garden, we really like that. Put them by your appliances and take a picture of it and um, write to us at UpsideDownTulips at gmail.com. Or at our website at UpsideDownTulips.com. Our gardens got squashed. Mm-hmm. They're slowly coming back. Uh-huh. Will they come back enough? I don't know. I need inspiration, Edith. Oh, I got some for you, Christy. Here we go. Quote, One day you'll look back and see that all along you were blooming. Oh, that's so beautiful. That's from Morgan Harper Nichols, who is a musician. That's beautiful. Isn't that nice? I got a little misty. That's really sweet. Because, you know, you looked me like straight in the eye when you said uh -huh. that. And it, like you touched my soul there. Oh, for heaven's sake. That's beautiful. Thank you, Morgan Harper Nichols. And thank you, Christy, for being so sentimental. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks to everybody for listening to another fun episode of Upside Down Tulips. We are Edith Weiss and Christy Montour-Larson.
And if you indeed got some laughs or value out of this week's episode, how could you not really? Could you do us a favor? Hit that subscribe, like, or follow button wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you, Denise Gentilini, for composing and performing the Upside Down Tulips theme song. And if you want more, please go to denisegentilini.com or you can find that link at UpsideDownTulips.com. We have to thank our excellent yet enigmatic engineer. And join us in two weeks for another episode that will delight and amaze you. Don't forget, if you make a mistake, your garden will forgive you. If you have a hailstorm, your garden will forgive you. Your garden's the best. <laughs> Thanks, Christy. Je fortisma. Upside down.